Hello, and welcome to Shared Space, a podcast about the power of architecture and design to make us healthier, happier, and more connected. I'm your host, Erin Peavy, and I'm so glad that you're here with us. ample evidence of human civilization's enduring need for communal gathering spaces. We see this in prehistoric Stonehenge monuments and other archaeological sites. Those places were where people could come together for celebration, ritual, and just for the mundane. And these places are what sociologist Ray Oldenburg coined third places. So third places are places that unlike the private informal home and the public formal workplace are both informal and public. These are places where people gather, socialize, and deliberately or casually are able to meet friends, you know, cheer for the home team with other fellow fans in the local pub, or just sit and people watch. I think all of us have recognized that we're missing some of that right now. And the third places are defined by their ordinariness. And I just kind of love that. It's in this that they allow people to meet, to relax, and to just be. And with minimal cost to themselves. I think that's a really important part to talk about. So third places have been shown to strengthen social capital, foster social connection, boost diversity and well-being. All of this are citations from research, again, in the show notes. So they are able to serve as enabling places. So this is one of the things that I love most about third places. It's just understanding how they're able to promote recovery from mental illness and provide the social and material resources. So, you know, think about people that are are struggling either with... um, eating disorders with um, some sort of uh, substance abuse or just, you know, just the regular sort of sadness of everyday life. Well, these social interactions at these third places oftentimes occur in this way that helps to provide opportunities for making and sustaining bonds. They kind of offer a relief for the daily stresses and provide this sense of community. And one of the great things is that we're also seeing how they can help to facilitate tolerance between diverse people because they're helping to expose people to one another um, just sort of through osmosis. So it is not through direct dialogue, but rather through you're the partner that sits next to me each day when I'm at the local coffee shop or you're just a part of my everyday life in these third places. So research shows that the social support And really, that means emotional support, companionship that people are able to get at third places may match their deficit for social support elsewhere. So that's really important. So let's talk about that. So part of that is, you know, when we are missing the ability to connect with people in our home, when we are missing that ability to connect with people, for instance, you know, we are doing remote work. Well, third places become even more important because we're getting to engage with others and have that sort of social connection and emotional support in these light casual ways or maybe in these longer sustaining ways um, that that become part of our rituals and part of our days so in light of this evidence and as loneliness is on the rise we really need third places more than ever 
Yet across the nation, third places are closing. And this is fraying the ties that hold communities together. To create places that connect us, we need policymakers, entrepreneurs, developers, city planners, architects, all of us. We need all of us, and most of all, the citizens, to advocate for the importance of cultivating these spaces. And these spaces are providing this buffer from physical and psychological stress of the modern day. They exist as small, semi-public spaces within larger buildings or areas. So for example, the office kitchen or the communal space in a long-term inpatient care unit or a long-term care unit or a shared interior courtyard of a large building. So all of these can exist from small scale to large scale, sort of what we call third places. These can include local coffee shops, corner markets, daycares, community centers, city parks, even street blocks. You know, a lot of us have argued that the street is this most unclaimed, wonderful third place that has this ability for everybody to be able to share it, for everybody to be able to go out and to, to you know, make it theirs, except for, you know, we need policies that support being able to, for instance, temporarily shut down the street for a market or for a neighborhood event, or, you know, right now to allow more space for people to get outside and to walk. Um, and so really this is about how we think about um, third places, primarily those that are physical, but also it's really interesting. Some have argued that virtual worlds can serve as a fourth place or type of digital third place. Uh, however, you know, right now there's little evidence that this virtual place can fill the real world physical need for community, connection, and leisure. That physical third places do. I think, you know, out of what's happening right now with COVID and with, you know, having to increase social distancing and having more online um, live experiences, we may find some of that to actually have research behind it. And so it'll be really interesting to see it. I think right now, you know, it's filling a void that we're not able to fill with physical connection. Um, but I think a lot of us are feeling like that's just not quite enough. Um, and so what we're going to be talking about throughout a series of different segments is really my findings from a semi-structured literature review um, that identify these universal guidelines to design spaces to combat loneliness and social isolation and to foster social capital and community. So a lot of this research was done prior to um, prior to COVID. All, all of this research was done prior to COVID. Um, and so we're going to be talking about what we know prior and some of how those same design implications may mean something a little different now. Um, how do we think that they could be applied um, going forward? And I hope that you'll you know, comment and explore with me because I am really starting this project because I want to hear from other people. I want to hear what are you seeing in your community? What is giving you hope? Um, and how are you seeing the role of the built environment as a part of that? Because as architects, you know, I feel committed to creating a better place for people to spend time, for people to connect with one another. But I really want to learn from others, what does that mean for you? Um, so I hope that you'll share that with us. Thank you.
Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Shared Space. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to subscribe wherever you're listening and head on over to Apple to give us a review. It really helps to spread the word and we really appreciate it. I hope that your day is filled with honest emotion, kindness, and connection. Thanks so much and take care.